Hey gang, just a heads up before you start listening, we spend the first part of the episode talking about something that is probably not best for kids to listen to. Uh, So if you are listening with children, skip ahead to roughly 11 and a half minutes, 11 minutes, 30 seconds, and start the episode there. Yeah, I just wanted to give you all a warning and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Roman Circus Podcast, a weekly dive into death-defying discussions of Catholic culture, tradition, and history. I'm Matt Baker, and with me, as always, is a man who unfortunately was snubbed by the Oscars for the 26th year in a row, Zach Mabry. Zach, how are you, my friend? You know, I'm, I'm taking every day one day at a time. You, at this point, you just you have That's to hope. That's all you can do. In baseball for the Hall of Fame, after you extinguish like your eligibility period, you just have to hope for the Veterans Committee to vote you in. So uh, maybe the Oscar for Little Rascals is coming via the vet. As all the millennials reach the age, you know, get older and they become the veterans, that's when when we have to hope you get your Oscar, pal. Per- yeah, I mean, it obviously, eventually justice will win. Mm, it always does. Uh, if you would like to give Zach a vote of confidence. You can find him at Zach Mabry. I am at, hey, it's Matt Baker. I'm back. The long national nightmare is over. My account was restored. We're also at Roman Circus Pod. Email us, podcast at romancircusblog.com. Uh, we're at Patreon, patreon.com slash Pod, where we're doing weekly bonus episodes. And uh, find us on Apple Podcasts where you can rate and review us. Anything else, Zach? Anything else to plug? Did I did I get all the ones in there? I think that's um, you know pretty much everything. Uh, Marianne Williamson dropped out, so I'm not going to have to plug donations for her campaign any mm-hmm. longer. Mm-hmm. But you can but you can still go on the internet and buy random crystals, Zach. So true, which so is, true. Which is basically same as okay uh news what's in the news do we uh impeachment is so, slogging along at a at a pace that is probably gonna take for you know a little bit longer yeah super super important you know not not stupid impeachment um is happening so i haven't been following it at all but i do know that some of our friends who work in the media um wait 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 i thought we got rid of all of our fake news media friends well we, we ostracized them we you know we uh we have to keep some of them around just to make sure that all of our press you know stays friendly that's a good point i forgot we're really good at uh playing people off of each other of course yeah Okay, so sorry to interrupt. Will you continue on with what the greatness of what you were saying? Well, so with the news, Michelle Carter uh, was released from jail. People may remember her. The girl who urged her boyfriend to commit suicide. Right. So she was charged with involuntary manslaughter um, because her boyfriend committed suicide and she uh, encouraged it. Mm Mm-hmm. Seems Which pretty cut and dry. I have Zach. a lot of 
<laughs> right. I yeah. I mean, I have a lot of problems with that verdict as a whole. So I am glad that she's out of jail. Um, it it is still crazy that she will have this, you know, involuntary manslaughter conviction on her record. Um, for you know a person who died and she wasn't even there. Um, you know, right. That did, what what she's did is certainly very much not good right it's it's uh anger and it's trolling gone wrong but yeah like i mean involuntary manslaughter i guess this is just the world we live in with the internet and text messaging right it's easier we all as they say we're closer than ever yet we're so far apart or whatever they say and uh i don't know i guess this it opens like what there what probably wasn't precedent for this right did it create like a whole new? I mean, like, tri- I don't are know. Juries, are juries like, or lawyers going to look back at this and be like, in the case of America versus uh, Carter or whatever? Well, honestly, I I don't know. Um, it'd be interesting to hear from lawyers because, like, what's crazy to me is that, like, in order to say that she was responsible for this crime, you're basically saying that this this guy um, who killed himself. She was obviously involved, but she wasn't physically there. This was all through, I guess they had phone calls um, and then exchanged texts. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she's charged with involuntary manslaughter as a result. And so what what I think, I mean, again, obviously what she did was wrong and, you know, very nasty. I'm I'm not downplaying that, but, you know, to, I mean, he is the one who purchased the, the generator you know he's the one who who did all of the things in the story and so to say that he had no responsibility no agency in doing these things like he was completely you know hypnotized by her words um and you know so he's not responsible for his actions but to then say somehow she was in full control of everything she did there was no you know forces at play with her yeah, I think that's the strange thing. Like, I- I'm sympathetic to the argument about, you know, him being unwell and, um, sure. you know, the pressure and, and. But I would, I don't understand how that wouldn't also apply to her. Oh, certainly. I mean, if you're if someone who does that is certainly exhibiting the, giving off the impression that they are unwell. Right. right. Like, I mean, if you were to not, tell me she, the the only one normal, of these people. Yeah. Like if you were to tell me that only one of these people is is not culpable for suicide, I would assume it's the one that didn't commit suicide. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, just just looking at it, so it it is really. I mean, I don't know. I'd be interested to hear from uh, if we all if we only knew a lawyers not who who is if we knew a lawyer who is not our lawyer, our lawyer, yeah, not just our lawyer. uh just a lawyer, right. yeah it. I mean, and this is, I'm a, I don't know. I'm sorry if this makes me sound dumb, but uh, maybe if we, if we have, if we have a saints of the week later, I'll sound dumb anyway, but it, uh, uh, like, this is another one of those things where, you know, you can kill your baby in the womb if you want to, but if someone murders a pregnant lady, that person like that, that, uh, you know, we, it's double murder, right. Or like this, the suicide, like, states are enacting well, oh, that's the suicide other thing, laws is that suicide 
in Massachusetts, suicide is not criminalized and neither is assisted suicide. Right. And so that's the other thing is like she wasn't guilty of either suicide or assisting someone in their suicide because those are not crimes in Massachusetts. It was yeah involuntary manslaughter, which is the... I think that's where it's also confusing to me. Like if, if it had been a doctor um, helping him end his life, that would be, um, you know, Perfectly to some, uh, right. Like to some people that would be a, a triumph of individual liberty. But mm-hmm. in, in this case, so, I mean, it, it's, it is bizarre. And um, a lot of the reactions they're, they're replaying. I think it was CBS is running like a video tweet of, of the text messages. And of course they're nasty and awful, but do they constitute involuntary manslaughter? Again, not a lawyer, but I, I just, I think not. Yeah, that it is. It's, it really, I mean, obviously this, the death of this man is very sad and obviously shouldn't have happened, but at the same time, like it just, we're there. Sometimes well, I mean, how many people have, like, actually been the cause in recent years, have actually been the co- like, either they shot the person or they beat the person to death or whatever, and and they're somehow ruled to be not guilty of murder, um, mm-hmm. but then, or, you know, of, of anything. And and then in this case where she's not even there, I mean, she's, she's not even there while the crime happens. Um, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I'm kind of baffled by it, so... Um, well, you can make your, you know, hopefully somebody who's not our lawyer, case but like is a lawyer can, uh, you what? You, I said you can really make your name off this if you're, a, you know, if you're a prosecutor or a judge, you know, there's, there's always other forces at play for why things get taken to court for what, why they do. Right. I mean, again, it, it is very sad what happened and her involvement is bad, but like, I don't think that you go to jail for, for you know, not not doing what you were supposed to do. You know, hopefully people wouldn't be in a situation where they would want to take their own life. And and but if that's going to happen, hopefully the person they reach out to, um, you know, encourages them not to take their own life and to get help. But you know, I don't think a crime has happened when when things don't go according to that plan. Yeah. So. Yeah. You just you. Know, it, all right, and but and it just shows like any people who are they're dealing with these thoughts. You, it is important to not encourage them, like you know, because you don't want she ha, she she has to live with certain elements of what she did in general, right? I mean, she's not she's not well, right. I mean, I, I assume it was very traumatic for her boyfriend to have killed himself. So it, it's like, isn't she probably also suffering too? You know, I mean, it's like, don't we think it's like she just has to suffer more? Yeah, it's uh... um, yeah, I don't really get it. And I mean, in this, like, this does uh, highlight the dangers of texting girls. So, um, <laughs> okay, all right, never all right. mind. <laughs> um, uh, Zach, while we're talking about the sanctity of life, let's talk about the big news out of Washington for the March for Life. It is that the our big, beautiful emperor, President Trump, is going to attend and speak at the March for Life, making him the first president ever to do so. And 
if you recall last year, we talked about the March for Life. And we talked about yes. the idea that it these the politicians just line up to go and like people just go to curry favor. I forget what did we say? We kind of we got basically that we, we the politicians go and they get to be on stage and they they get to kind of associate themselves with the energy of the um, pro-life movement and you know as a result get a bunch of votes and that you know our view is that politicians should have to have clearly earned that right it shouldn't just be you know i'm i'm pro-life i'm going to show up it's like you know i need to see voting records what bills have you introduced what executive orders have you issued etc etc all right that totally but allow me to discuss a different point of view that i might have about president trump going sure and one then yeah just to be clear president trump is planning to go in person which is a first Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, for uh, a U.S. president to attend the March for Life. I have seen a few people, obviously there's more than a few people, but just looking around talking about how upsetting it is that President Trump is going to the March for Life. And you are allowed to think that it is upsetting. You are allowed to be upset. But I would like to take a moment, although we just said all that, we're we think that people who go there just go to, you know, win points. It is important to remember the March for Life is is and always has been a political event with political implications, right? It is in response to Roe versus Wade, as we all know, which was a political thing. So we have people have been fighting to repeal that, which is a political action. So this march is political and in a purely political move, this is a fantastic move by President Trump, I think. Like, I. Yeah, you, I mean, it's, I think. It's, you do all, wait, sorry. All the comments about him and his, all the stuff he said and all the stuff he's done that people take issue with are still very valid. But. Like this is I mean, just sometimes this they're is, hysterical, but yeah. Well, no, no, no. Yeah, they are. But I'm talking about like there are legit, you know, people. There are legitimate critiques right. of how much he actually believes in the pro-life stuff, right? But this is right. just the natural. This is the natural progression of the march for life. It's not the the march for life was never going to get. Uh, more ideal, more like more perfect what what we want the march for life to be is never going to happen so this is this is just going the natural path of how the march for life is going to go and the fact that president trump is going it is a purely for a political move i mean it's what like the people you have to like you know i'm gonna i'm gonna matsplain not mansplain zach because i'm a whole different thing from a man i'm a mat this is what the March for Life people want. This is what the main people who organize want. They want the biggest the biggest and best you possibly can get, right? And who remi- and who reminds us that he is the biggest and best? The emperor. But it the emperor, uh yeah. Yeah, so this was just like it's it's a thing that was going to happen and I don't like, I I there are people from all over the political spectrum that that respect the sanctity of life, which is good, right? Obviously, but this is yeah. just—it's just one of those things that, like, 
you I I'm not saying you can't be upset, but like you're this is a political event and you're going and people are going to be political and they're going to air it there. It's not like, yeah, that's all. I, that's really what I'm getting at. It's like, you don't have to like it, but it was bound to happen. And the fact that it's happening is in my estimation, a very savvy top notch move for president Trump. Right. And I think that it's good for the March. I mean, again, the executive branch is a one man, um, branch effectively like all of the power of that entire branch of the government is vested in one person and then kind of doled out to everybody else whether we're talking about um the the justice department or um you know what have you so for you know the single authoritative person from an entire branch of government to be attending the event that's a big deal and there's a reason that we have it in washington dc as opposed to plenty of other places where you could do um, a march like this, but it is, like you said, it's tied to actions of the government and its its purpose is to influence a change that can only be made by the state with mm-hmm. regards to abortion. So yeah, no, I think that it makes sense. And, you know, I think that, um, you know, again, it, it puts pressure on future presidents to attend or not. You know, it brings it into the the arena. So, you know, if our next president, you know, whether they attend or not is going to be something to take note of, whereas before, you know, no president had ever attended. So, you know, you could kind of say you were just, you know, following precedent by not attending. Now Mm -hmm. that we will have had a president attend, um, you know, that will be fine. And I mean, like the March people obviously knew he was coming somewhat ahead of time because I'm assuming it had to be factored into their security plans and whatnot. Um, and, you know, I mean, what I would say, again, with Trump, there's, you know, like everything, you take the rough with the smooth, but he is actually shows a fairly strong willingness to engage in quid pro quo with, um, you know, either what do you want to either pro-life voters or even socially conservative voters, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. um, and actually, you know, give them something in exchange for their votes. A lot of it's been the judges that he's appointed. But, you know, since abortion was introduced by the judicial branch um that that really does matter um and you know that's something kind of directly in his authority as the executive to appoint all of the justices so mm-hmm. um you know i mean yeah, yeah that's I a huge that reason good for vote. the yeah. march yeah pe- that's a huge reason people vote and will vote for him specifically right his remember his base is the evangelical base who will have people at the march so it's well I mean, and they're they have their pro-life stuff is odd but like yes like there are a lot of people who um you well know, yeah everyone is the issue the march is full of people who think pro-life means whatever they specifically want it right that's why they keep it pretty right. open-ended so right and it's like at this march we're talking about ending abortion you know i mean that that's what we're marching for um it's you know there's other causes under the pro-life banner but you know we're having this one on you know the you know effectively the anniversary of the legalization of abortion across all 50 states so i mean this one's about abortion on demand um and and i wish that i could go because i mean and like we said there's there's things that maybe the march could do differently but it's it's such a huge event it's so important just that it exists because it reminds people that there is a pro-life movement. There is opposition to abortion. It's often portrayed as something, um, you know, so 
rare and nobody actually thinks that way and it's extreme to think that unborn children deserve the protection of the law afforded to born children um you know et cetera et cetera but you know this march is a good reminder that there are a lot of people and that it's a very vibrant movement um and yeah, you don't start you just know that there will be people there that you can roll your eyes at you just have to like get with any large public gathering right right and you know we're in a situation where we do on certain issues have to form coalitions in order to get things done and so you know this is kind of the anti-abortion coalition um that you know there we may not agree on almost anything else but we do agree that unborn children um deserve the legal protection protections afforded to uh, born children and you know that's what we're asking for um you know, and I mean, there'll be the DSA pro-life uh, caucus will be there. So we have, you know, at least one person um, going to be carrying a sign that says uh, Medicare for all abortion for none. Um, so who's, that's who's carrying that sign. Um, uh, JP Teddy. He's carrying. He, he's he probably confirmed. blocked he's... you on Twitter. Yeah, he he did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he he, he ran a blockchain on like 20,000 people. Um, yeah, but I was I was blocked before that. Oh wow, longstanding. Um, so you know the, there will be a wide range of people there, but again, it is important to have the you know if we can get the entirety of the executive authority there, um, that's that's a big deal. So um, you know we would be happy to have obviously Supreme Court justices. I think it's the lower level Congress types that it's like, I mean, what bills have you introduced? Like, I need to see bona fides. Otherwise, it's like, this just becomes a campaign appearance. And everything is well, a campaign. I mean, camp- it, I mean yeah, it, it, it can be a campaign, but if you're going to give us what we want, like, that's that's the thing. Like, I don't even care that much if they believe it, if, as long as they're going to actually do it. That's why, you know, I don't really know. I don't think it really matters if Trump is actually personally committed to the cause though. I mean, his explanation is, is that he had been pro abortion, pro choice um, for most of his life. And then he encountered um, a woman who he thought, you know, should have had an abortion. Um, You know, he just thought it was going to wreck her life if she had her baby, but then she did have her baby and he now knows, you know, the baby as an adult and, you know, realized, I mean, it was a personal encounter that he points to that changed his mind towards being anti-abortion in most cases, um, keeping in mind that the current law, it's legal in all cases up until the moment of birth. Um, so the, you know, I mean, if if for some, if he's making that up, I mean, as long as he's going to make, make it his legislative agenda and take actions to, you know, restrict and reduce abortion, that, that's all we're asking for. We don't really need it to be you know, we just want what we want. Like we don't, we don't really care on that point. At least I don't. Like I, I could care yeah. less what he actually thinks. Yeah, I mean, um, so did did we do a good job of kind of backpedaling, fence sitting our previous take while still kind of keeping our cre- previous take? No, I mean, I think even in our previous take, we mentioned that like having the vice president there because I think he went last year was a good move, and that. You know, again, when we're talking about an entire branch of government versus, you know, m- members of Congress or the Senate, which is a pretty worthless branch of government as it is, um, it, it's di- that's different. I mean, when we're talking about, 
you know, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe in, you know, um, next year, if he attends, like after the his second inauguration, um, when he doesn't have any more elections coming up, I mean, that I guess that would be maybe more authentic. But um, you know, recognizing that he only has one more election slated for like his whole life, so you know, for now. But I mean, it's a tough issue, and like we said, you know, we've talked about how there's like there's certain policies that I personally stand for that Bernie Sanders advocates. One of them being Medicare for all, and I get a lot of eye rolls for that. But um, again, it's like the least worst way to go ahead and handle the problem of everybody being able to go to the doctor, and um, at least in my view. Um, but it, it is a problem that Bernie um, continues to be pro-abortion, um, and you know, I can't, since I do make a point of pointing out the things I like about him, I also need to point out, you know, both sides like we do with Trump and everything. I mean, you know, ideally I would love to see, you know, on the ballot, Trump and Bernie. And I would, you know, I think I would actually be able to watch those debates as opposed to like hate watching the debates like we normally do. Um, but you know, again, obviously Bernie's abortion stance is horrific. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I don't know. Not to get not to get political, but uh, here's some <laughs> politics for y'all. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's it. it. Just I don't know. It, if people are listening, going, I would. If you, I wish I was I, there with you. Yeah, uh, I mean, my it's prayers good are with you. It's nice you're going, but also you know don't. You're going for a very specific reason, and uh, the president, it may not be that, and that's fine. It's just going to happen. You, this. It, there was always going to happen that things you disagree with will be there too. So, I mean, yeah, we don't have the March in Washington in order to not, um, you know, solicit the involvement of, of elected officials. So, um, you know, it's kind of a mission accomplished thing for the March to have a president attending. So, Ladies and gentlemen, um, you know, just wear your MAGA hats. We got him. Uh, <laughs> we got him. We got um, him. Wear your uh, wear a Bernie shirt with a MAGA hat. Do you watch? Kirby if anyone does that and sends a picture, Zach? I'll uh, I'll Venmo you one dollar. Um, I've watched it. I don't watch it regularly because I currently don't have. Um, oh yeah, HBO. It came back this week, and Larry David realized that people will leave him alone if he wears a MAGA hat, so he wears it all episode to get people from, like, talking to him or sitting next to him at restaurants. It's pretty great. That's so funny. I've, like, I have one because it was, like, memorabilia. I remember thinking, I was like, I mean, obviously this hat was, like, iconic. So I have, and I've never, I wore it to a Chick-fil-A as a dare once. Um <laughs> And like I, the whole time, though, I was like so nervous. Um, yeah. But nobody, uh, nobody accosted me. I so. wore i I didn't wear it. Uh, one of our friends, who shall remain nameless, and I were uh, eating in Hollywood and going to a movie, and he wore it into the restaurant and like to the movie, and it was uh, it was one of the more interesting experiences people definitely like said stuff and he was just like oh i don't care what do they say like i'm with you (laughs) yeah yeah except the opposite of that just like nice coughed or one guy just 
like said triggered a bunch. <laughs> it was funny. But uh Oh, that's kind of funny. Yeah. All right. Uh It's funny though cuz whenever I see any red hats, I I like I assume that's what they are and then the one I say that it just says on it like Titleist or something, I'm like, "Oh, okay, well never mind." Or um like what's his face war just said NFL. Oh, Rob Lowe. Yeah, he's yeah. N- no teams, just the league as a whole. Mhm. Uh yeah, yeah, it really has changed the red le- the red hat industry. I know. It's crazy cuz after the march we have awards we're we're still in the we're still in awards seasons. Are you ready for the Academy Awards? Yeah, we'll get there. I don't I'm not ready to talk about it right now, but I think next week we should start talking about some movie reviews. We're going to do the You don't Roman have your circus ready? Not necessarily. Nice. Yeah. I know. So are we let's go ahead and decide now while people are listening. Are we going to give spoilers? Uh, if we do, we'll, we'll say spoilers. Okay. I mean, I think we're going to probably have to, cause like, like how if are we, we talk... going to talk about, well, you yeah. can't talk about Parasite without like all the murders. So did um, you watch it? No, I need yet. to watch it. Yeah. Like if we were going to talk about marriage story, I would say spoiler, it involves a marriage. It's a story about a marriage. Yeah. Like Joker spoiler. He's bad. He's a, he becomes a bad guy. Yeah. Um Yeah, yep. so that'll be fun. Yeah, I'm kind of getting my uh my ballot ready. Obviously, um it it was hard to to look at the nominations and see that um you know, Greta Gerwig didn't get nominated for uh director just proving Hollywood bias. Mhm. And uh JLo didn't get nominated for anything for the like 50th year in a row, so that's that was hard to take after Hustlers. Yeah, yeah. I hear she was good in that. Oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't. But anyway, see it, but um, <laughs> right. If Mariah Carey didn't get nominated for her role in Precious, then I feel like when pop stars play like difficult acting roles, like none of them should get anything. Hey, Jennifer Hudson won for the Dreamgirls. That's true. What did she? Was it Best Supporting? Supporting, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw. I never saw that either. I assume it's like pretty similar to, um, like most sort of band movies to like Parasite. <laughs> it's similar to like the one or the you know the that thing you do. Um, sure, I don't know. I didn't see it. Boys in the Hood. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Let's go on to the the main topic. The main event. Candle mass, candle mass, candle mass, candle mass, candle mass. How do you say it? I say candle mass. I remember we say just, we wait. What? What did you say? Oh no! Yeah, just go ahead. Okay, I remember for Michael Miss we say Michael Miss, but then the Stewarts, Haley Stewart says Mickle Miss. She was the one who said that. That was the first time I had heard that. Right, and like she's the one that brought that holiday back into the popular mind. Yeah, I was going to say, I really didn't know much about it until I went to Catholic school growing up, Zach, so we obviously didn't learn things like this. But it, uh, yeah, Michaelmas. So that's why I didn't know if it was Candlemas, Candlemas, Kindlemas. Kindlemas. 
Okay, so why don't you give us the Zach Mabry breakdown because you're better talking about this stuff than I am about Candlemas. I do know. I don't know that that's true, but um, so Candlemas is the sort of definitive end of the crystal season. The sorry, the crystal, the Christmas season. You're still thinking about Marianne um, Williamson, right? Um, it is so. It's 40 days after Christmas. It takes place on December or on February 2nd. Mm-hmm. Um, the there's like a couple different names. So Candlemas is sort of how the day is referred to. It's also the Feast of the Purification. So this is when, um, you know, women after they give birth, um, when they return to, you know, the temple, church, whatever, they, um, you know, are purified after having given birth. Mosaic um, law. That's, we should yeah, emphasize. We still not, have not a similar right. Right. I mean, under current law, there's what's called the churching of women. And it's basically just a process, um, like a special blessing for women when they come back to church after having given birth. Um, Especially, I mean, part of it is like, you know, a commemoration of that step in their life. And, you know, for some of them, depending on the situation, they might not have been attending mass um, immediately after birth because they, you know, have like been recovering from the event of giving birth. Um, and so it us- that usually takes place alongside uh, the baptism. Um, but so there's that. There's also so that's what we've always had it uh, in the in the West. It's always been the feast of the purification. In the East, they view it as the feast of the presentation of our Lord, which is the um, what the fourth joyful mystery. But basically, where you know, again, according to Mosaic law, our Lord is brought to the temple and presented. Um, as a, a new baby, mm-hmm. I always kind of picture it, kind of like Lion King, yeah. Um, like with Simba, and I think in the Novus Ordo they they also do presentation. Um, so I think it's mm-hmm. like in the East, and then in the Novus Ordo it's uh, presentation, and then the Western tradition is purification, and then sort of overarching is candle mass, and it's called that because people bring um, the candles to mass to be blessed and the priest will do a special blessing specifically for um the candles um so that when you they become sacramental so when you burn them um they the sacramental graces are present um so you know understanding for sacramentals you like most things have matter and form so the matter on this is the candles and the form is the blessing that the priest recites um when blessing the candles and, you know, asks for certain graces, um, and different things, the prayer, um, you can look it up or you can kind of listen along if you know Latin. Um, but yeah, uh, blessed candles are a good way to keep your home, um, free from demons in this year, 2020, which is always good. Um, there's, you know, some interesting kind of fringe groups that say that there will be this three days of darkness and only blessed candles will be able to be lit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't think that that's true, but uh, those people are out there that say that is, and they will sell you kits to uh, prepare prep for the three days. Yeah, um, don't, don't buy the kits, but we are saying, you know, it, you know, it just, it would be helpful to have those candles around just in case. I'm not saying that that's going to happen. I'm saying just have them around just in general. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's good to have them burning, you know, occasionally. Like, I usually take, basically, I'll go buy a whole bunch of candles, drop them off at the parish for the candle mass blessing, and then I'll just kind of burn those throughout the year. Um, They don't have a scent, and they can't have a scent, but um, they, you know, it's a sacramental, so it's similar to holy water and and other things. Uh, It just keeps the graces flowing in your your house, um, and keeps the the demons running scared so that's a kind of a win-win for everyone is that a good summary map yeah that's a great summary what i like about the old mosaic law stuff you know the old the the old the old timey mosaic law they how they always had to so basically when the tie it says when the time had come for the purification the mother was to bring to the temple a lamb for a holocaust and a young pigeon pigeon or turtle dove for sin and if she was not able to offer a lamb she was able to take two turtle doves or two pigeons uh i, I mean that's always an interesting aspect obviously we don't do the animal sacrifice anymore that was yep so done. please don't bring turtle doves with you yeah on candle mass yeah and it uh but i mean it's always just an interesting element of how it has what they used to do but also uh i don't look at turtle doves and pigeons the same way zach one one uh seems more elegant and the other seems like a street rat so i don't know if that's just me or if that's uh that's how you feel too yeah i now that i think about it i I don't really know much about turtle doves outside of um, I the think song. they're featured heavily, right? And aren't they like featured heavily in Home Alone? Probably seems like a thing he they gets, would be in. He gets the two turtle doves, and you give one to your friend. Mm-hmm. So if I had two turtle doves, Matt, I'd give you the other one. Oh, thank you, Zach. Yeah, you're you're welcome. Very excited, uh, but yeah, I don't. It uh, I don't. Uh, I don't. I guess those things are equal, but I, you know. Someone please tell us if turtle doves are also street rats. But uh, yeah, that's a that's all I had to say about the animal sacrifice. I just want to throw in there for a little little shout out to yeah. animal sacrifice, Zach. True. So now we go plant based for uh, candle mess. <laughs> yeah, you offer two Burger King Impossible Burger Whoppers if you for for the purification. Yeah. Actually, that makes me wonder. So, like, like beeswax candles does actually come from bees. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah so, what wax. I'm wondering is, so do vegans, do vegans use beeswax candles? That is an actual legitimately good question that sounds like it's a joke, but I actually, it, sound, it sounds like you're trying to have a laugh but i mean it, w- it would fit no I, right? I do but like i'm also kind of wondering yeah no i say yeah i agree like if you're committed to that and you're committed to no animal products whatsoever like there's there are things about the mass and the things about you know the tr- the things of the faith that have to be and it has to be beeswax right so at least for the candles that are cele- that use in the celebration of the mass Right, yeah, it's not like synthetics. Yeah, so glade Gla- plugins. I mean, is it is the beeswax taken without harm? Is it harvested 
in an acceptable way. Again, I can't. I Cruel, since cruelty we, since free. We, yeah, since we live in such a own the libs culture, like it may it does sound like we're like every time I talk about things like this, it does sound like I'm poking fun. But no, you bring up yeah. No, I'm actually curious. Question. Right, like I feel like we've already made fun of vegans plenty. Like it's you know like it's it's been done. Yeah, this is, this is really out of genuine genuine curiosity. Um, Did you do you know when the blessing of the candles entered into common use, Zach? I don't. When was it, Matt? It's a blessing of the candles did not enter into common use before the 11th century. So there was a good amount of time for for this before they started doing the blessing of the candles. At least commonly, yeah. And do you know what color is used for the blessing of the candles that the celebrant wears, the stole and the coat? I would think white. Purple. Purple? Uh-huh. I think you mean violet. Yeah, I do mean violet. Um, but I, even though I purple said purple is a, was invented by the Crayola Corporation. Yeah, violet is exactly uh, exactly the one I exactly the color that I meant. Yeah. Wow. Um, so yeah, I mean, what you can do to participate is obviously Catholic bookstores tend to have. Um, beeswax candles you can find them other places but they tend to always have them um or more than likely your farmer's market will have a section where they do um natural like honey and stuff and you can probably get candles there or there will be candles with like one of the 20 different soap and lotion booths that you tend to see at farmer's markets i'm looking up some traditions for candle mass how mm-hmm. different cultures celebrate it. And uh, in France, it is also considered the day of crepes. And I just got to oh, ask. That's beautiful. Yeah, but I got it. When in France is it not the day of crepes? Like, is it... This tradition is... Uh, like, the uh, tradition attributes this custom to Pope Gelasius I, who was a pope from 492 to 496 who had pancakes distributed to pilgrims arriving in Rome. So that would be, that'd be nice. You well, that's pilgrim, lovely. go to Rome, get some pancakes. Uh, they, the, uh, they say on candle mass to have all the candles in your house lit. And tradition says that manger scene should not be put away until candle mass, which is the last feast of the Christmas cycle. Yes, and that's another big one. Is like I think it's great to um, keep all your Christmas decorate. Like you said, like hopefully your tree's still up, and then you can take it down um, at candle mass in Luxembourg. Zach, the holiday is centered around children. In small groups, they roam the streets in the afternoon and evening of February second. So you have little child armies out in Luxembourg, roaming the streets holding a lighted lantern or homemade wand, singing traditional songs at each house, especially, and here I go, Lure Hargatsblischen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we've all heard that song. In exchange for the music, they hope to receive a reward in the form of sweets or loose change, Zach. All right. So it's like, it's like, a, it's like winter Halloween. 
Like spring Halloween. I don't know what you call it. Yeah. Uh, it's like second winter, Halloween. Second second Halloween. First Halloween on the calendar, second in our hearts. In Puerto Rico, the festivities include a procession where the statue of the Virgin de la Candelaria, Candelaria is carried on their shoulders. Others follow with mm-hmm. lit candles until they reach a church where Mass is celebrated, and in the evening, the festivities continue with a giant bonfire and singing. Wow. Yeah. I do love bonfires. Yeah. Like, who doesn't love a good bonfire? I thought for a long time that they were bondfires, because, like, mm. people bond. Yeah. No, just bond. That's not it. Mm-hmm. In Mexico, it is traditional to celebrate the presentation of the chi- Christ child in the temple on February 2nd. The dressing and adoration of the child Jesus and family meals with tamales are an important Mexican tradition. And they uh, they also have, they have tasting of king's cake. Uh, oh, wait, no, 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 sorry. On the Epiphany in Mexico they give king's cake out and that determines who is responsible for organizing candle mass sack so whoever whoever finds the little child in the king's cake is the one responsible that's a pretty cool thing that's so similar it's like mardi gras whoever whoever finds the bean-shaped christ child in the cake is named godfather of the child who will then dress the image of the Christ child in the form of a doll on candle mass with richly decorated clothes, which is then brought to the church to be blessed. And then they have a family meal. Whoever draws the bean on Epiphany must also prepare the tamales. So this is, I guess it is looked like it a big honor, but you have a lot to do. Like there's two options with the king cake, Zach. You can get a piece of king's cake and not get the bean-shaped Christ child and just enjoy the cake. But if you get it, you can enjoy the cake, but then you have a lot of work after. Right. So much work. Mm. They, uh, in uh, Peru, they have festivals of music and dance consisting of more than 200 dances and more than 150 dance sets. There are native dances from the various communities uh, in the city of Puno. Puno. There's no tilde or anything, so just Puno. And uh, there's a bunch of costume dances, and these performances sometimes involve up to 40,000 dancers and 5,000 musicians. And That's 20... so many... It's so many people. And there's 25,000 other people, including sponsors clotheries people who make boots and bells and shoes and masks so uh yeah so these other countries really do it large i'm not seeing anything about any american tradition here zach uh i I would like to think that our podcast is the new american tradition surely everyone on on this day they listen to all of our episodes (laughs) yeah exactly not on double speed. You have to listen on one X to hear our, the glory of our voices as God intended. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's that. Is there anything else we got about 
Is that that on that, Zach? Or do we have anything else I think on? That, I think that that's that on that. Get your candles and uh, get them blessed, people. Get them blessed. Yeah, it's obviously it's not a holy day of obligation. Um, Correct. It is, it is a Sunday, though. It's a holy day of opportunity. Yeah, it is a Sunday, so I guess it is a holy day of obligation. Oh, it is a Sunday this year. Well, look at that. Yeah, the holy day of you opportunity. Go, Remember when people were trying to make that a thing to make it church seem less threatening? I know it was it was pretty stupid, but you know what are you gonna do, liberals? You know. <laughs> well, so um, you know we have since we've kind of finished the topic, Matt. I was just wondering what uh, lately what's uh, what's been sparking joy in your life lately? Oh wow, that's a great question. That's a great question, Zach. Just I would I. You know, just the thought of world peace and unity and uh, loving people and being there for people. That's really what sparks joy in my life. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, friends, I got, we, I, I, ha, I, I don't say I got, that's very... You made a friend? That's very beneath me. I, I would like to say, I'd like to talk normally and say, Zachary, I have four friends in town this weekend. Wow. Uh, Maddie Maher, who we met last year in Dallas. Yes, who could forget? Uh, and her friend Bernadette. And then my friends Kristen, Chris, Chris and Kristen are in town. And, wow, uh, that's Chris what, that, and Kristen. Yeah, both of them. Uh, that's what's sparking joy in my life. I still haven't I seen. It. I still haven't seen your apartment, and I really need to... A, go to Dallas to see your apartment just to factor in the full Marie Kondo. It's shocking when you, especially since you saw it before. Yeah. Boy, did I. Boy, did you I. Did. And one, one guy that didn't see it before is our Saint of the Week, Zach. Oh, who's that, Matt? Raymond of Pena. Arroyo. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Raymond Arroyo, the patron Just saint kidding. of the looking like a robot. Of looking like Pee Wee Herman. Raymond of Penafort. Uh-huh. He born he was born on eleven seventy five, died on twelve seventy five. Wow. One hundred years. That's a pretty long amount of time for that for that uh, century. Yeah. He, was, he was beatified in 1542 by Pope Paul III. He was canonized April 29th, 1601 by Pope Clement VIII. And he is often shown skimming across the sea with his cape as both boat and sail. That's fun. I'm looking at a picture. So his cape is acting as his boat, which is also acting as his sail. Hmm. Uh, he is the patron saint of canon lawyers and also all type of lawyers in Spain, but especially canon lawyers. Again, just reminding anybody listening, if you are a canon lawyer, uh, but not our lawyer, please let us know about the question we had earlier. Yes. Uh, I wonder. And this I wonder saint if, is also not our lawyer. 
Yeah, I wonder if the guys from CNA are celebrating this saint today. Oh, he was probably. A, he was a Spanish Dominican friar in the 13th century, like you said, we said, who compiled a collection of canon, canonical canonical that's canonical. the word yeah. canonical Very laws sounded out <laughs> canonical laws that remained a major part of the church law until the 1917 code of canon law abrogated it they are called the decretals of gregory the ninth decretals decretals d-e-c-r-e-t-a-l-s huh yeah i'm not really sure how that's pronounced yeah decretals yeah so he compiled them and they were used in the church for what is that about 700 years wow after that um his feast day was inserted into the general roman calendar in 1671 uh and yeah that uh there, he let's see the tomb of Saint Raymond is in the Cathedral of Barcelona or Barcelona. So, Barcelona. Yep. So that is the saint of the week, Saint Raymond of Peñafort. Pray for patron us, saint right. of the lawyers. Patron all right, Zach. Saint of the law, the law boys, the law boys, the law fellas, and law and law gals, and law yes, and lady lady lawyers, lady. Lady, lady, man, lawyers, law lady, ladies. lawyer, men, girl, girl, law boys. <laughs> yeah, for law boys and girl law boys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Anything else to say? Have fun. Have fun if you're going to the March for Life. Stay safe. Obviously, big crowds. You never know what's going to happen. Um, yeah, I'll be praying for you, Matt. Will you be praying for them? Yeah, I think I will. I'll check my calendar, but I think I can squeeze some in. Okay. Yeah, I didn't want to say a lot of you. Zach. A lot of people are traveling pretty far distances, like via bus, like tens of a- tens, tens of dozens of hours, ten to a dozen hours by bus to get to the March for Life. So that's dedication. And just because we talked about it earlier and made it sound kind of weird, don't. That does not mean that we're not applauding you for taking your time and making such a far journey. It's pretty great. No, I think it's, it's incredible. I'd be there mm-hmm. if I could make it, but scheduling wise, I just couldn't do it. He has so much going on right now, folks. All right. Well, yeah, I'm just booked. I'm just very booked and busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we will talk to you all next week. See ya. See ya.